Attention! Raging review. The Raging Cajuns will be a source of pride for this university, for the alumni, fans, and donors as we achieve success in the classroom, in the competitive arena, and in the community. It's about to get really fun. We're looking for dudes that will stand up. Well, Coach, let me tell you today, I'm here and I'm ready to stand up. And I challenge you, Raging Cajun Nation, to stand up with us. Stand up with us. Let's lock hand in hand and let's walk through the gates of Omaha. Hey, I love y'all boys. Let's grind every day starting today. Let's do it. Y'all ready? Alarm! Alarm! Ready! Who's that team ready? Who's that team ready? That's I got one thing to say right here. Cajun win! How about the cages, baby? Paper Tiger defense? Come on now. Welcome back to the Raisin Review Podcast on one of the most satisfactory nights for football watching since we've transitioned into the Dez era. If anybody wanted to talk about Dez and this coaching staff and the effort from these players, just go ahead and take a seat. Just just sit down because we're back, baby. Now that was an effort to be proud of. And if you're not proud of that, I don't know what to tell you. That was fun. In fact... We didn't even play well, and we dominated that team who was supposed to come back and, you know, take revenge. The revenge game. That's what it was billed as, the revenge game. Man, they tried to cheat us in the first quarter and and into the second quarter. They tried to cheat us. They never called a holding penalty on Marshall the entire game. The defense that we told you was as good as advertised dominated the game. I mean, guys, that is a dominant performance. You had your... I don't even know how you want to call it. Was it a backup quarterback situation? Um, if, if, you know, if the opponents want to call it the backup, they kind of alluded to that. I think Ben's your man. I think he proved it tonight. So many things we had to overcome, and we went on the road and dominated the opponent. I don't even know what else to say. Jerry, you want to take it from here? You want to, you want to get us going or what? Where, where you know, I, we've been waiting for this game since the preseason this is the game that we've been talking about that we had it circled on our calendars and and be to be honest with you a lot of people circled it as a loss everybody thought we'd be four and one or five and oh and marshall was the big game well come to find out it's been the complete opposite but at a time when this team needed to step up at a time when this team needed a game to hopefully get things going and build some momentum for the rest of the year they responded they responded and to go, you know, you know, the last three weeks have been tough. The last three weeks we've faced some adversity, but it's like Andre Jones told us the other night, you know, he, he said, you know, we're hungry. We want to eat. And they ate tonight. They ate tonight in a hostile crowd in a hostile environment in Huntington, West Virginia, you know, the blackout game, the revenge game. This was our first the Marshall's official first Sunbelt home opener. And we went over there and we just, we just, put down our dominance and, and it was just a great game. And, and what a way to respond in the second half. What a way to respond in the second half on the road with an offense that's struggling, can't really find an identity, a defense that kept momentum going against a really decent rush, uh, rushing attack in Marshall. 
the, to me, if I, I wish I could give out 10 different or 20 different game balls tonight because there were so many guys that stepped up and made plays. You had Dante Fleming. You had Michael Jefferson. You had Kenny Almendaris. You had Braylon Trahan. You had Eric Guerra. You had Sonny ha- ha- uh, Hazard. You had, I mean, I mean, I, the list goes on and on. How about, and of course, Coach Dez, the offensive play calling, I think was really good. And man, kudos to my man, Coach Lamar Morgan, came with a defensive plan. So much for a paper tiger defense. Oh, no question. So much for a paper tiger defense. Let me tell you, this could be the start of something special. This, I think we went, we could have witnessed the possible turning point of the year tonight on ESPN too. I think this could be the turning point for this team. And and look, you get a ten day break, you get to come back home, you face a familiar Arkansas State team that you've pretty much have have beaten over the last f- five years or so. I, I like I like our chances, guys. I like our, from what I saw tonight. I like our chances moving forward. Just saying, Nick, what you got, dude? Look, all we've been told, we can't stop their rushing attack. We can't stop their defense. Their defense is going to dominate us. Their their punter Reese Reese who their punter is the best. We we had no chance, no chance. We don't don't even show. I mean, they they're wearing black uniforms, bro. Black uniforms. And and revenge. Oh man, they hit we hit that guy last year. That's all we're gonna talk about. You know what? Stuff like that is good for fans to talk about. But reality sets in. You know what? Maybe that's good for one and two plays at the beginning of the game. It don't matter. And we said that, Josh. We said that. We said, okay, you can have your little revenge game because the 20 people in the stands are gonna be talking about the revenge game. Nobody cares. Half the team on their team and more than half of our team weren't even part of the game. Besides that. We dominated them. And and look, I didn't expect that. I thought it would be a close game. I thought it would come down to us not making stupid penalties. I thought it would be us with the intermediate passes. I thought it would be us establishing a run game. Some of that happened. Some of that didn't. We did what we had to do. And look, we've been critical of the offensive line. I will tell you. They made plays when they had to make plays. Now, were there breakdowns? Yes, there were breakdowns. But when Ben needed time to pass the ball, Ben had a pocket. And what Ben showed me tonight is when he moves outside that pocket, he can still make plays happen. And, dude, dude ran up the middle for 15 yards. I was like, who is this dude? Who is this Woolridge dude? Woolridge, excuse me. I keep saying his name wrong. That was fun to watch. That's Jerry. You nailed it. That's the team we've been waiting to see. Maybe it's finally coming together. Maybe this is the start of the team that we expected from day one. This is fun. I like winning. They 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 rescued our season. They rescued our season. Uh, give me one second, uh, Jerry. If you could name a guy that really changed the game in your opinion, go ahead and get started. I'm gonna get the Twitter guys uh, connected to the board so we can take questions. Go ahead. Um, if I had to say somebody who who really turned it or uh, who really made an impact, I said it last week. The key player to look out for is Ben Wildridge because he's the guy that's going to he controls the offense. He, this is his first real chance to be the starting quarterback. He's gotten reps with the first team all week long for the last ten days, and really the offense revolves around him. You need a quarterback that's going to step up. You can't win with a game manager with this offense. And he did just that. He was able to make plays like Nick alluded to. His pocket presence shocked me. I didn't think he had those type of that, that type of presence in the pocket, the way he was able to elude blitzes, the way he was able to scramble. 
that's to me that's with this type of offense that's what you need from a from our quarterback and he did just that i i think moving forward i know coach des wants to play the two quarterback system honestly from what i saw tonight look i'm a chandler guy i like chandler to start i thought he had more experience but right now you got to stick with what works if ben wooldridge can go on the road against a really good marshall team and play the way he did tonight I think you ride him for the for for from here on out, un, unless something drastic happens. I think you play him. I think he's the guy moving forward. Look, I'm not going to try to name, <clears throat> excuse me, one player from tonight. Tonight was a team effort, up and down the freaking roster. When guys need to make plays, they made plays, and and that to me, that again, that's what we've been waiting for. We don't need a superstar. We just need a team effort, and tonight was a team effort. And, and despite the fact that Marshall held on nearly every offensive oh play. Oh, my God. We're not we going to talk about, about that. that. I, I wasn't going to talk about that, but we can talk about that if you want to. Because I was arguing with a, a Marshall fan. I'm like, if you want me to show you the videos of every play, they're like, show me the videos. Okay. Every time they stunted, every time they stunted and, and went into the middle, somebody was holding every they single got- time. They Every time their ends were crashing in the middle, they were grabbing somebody. The 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 Marshall, uh, uh, it wasn't just Labor, and it was the other guy too. Every time they had to pick up a blitz, dude was grabbing him by his by his neck, not just his shoulder pads. He had his arm around their neck. It happened three or four times. Yes, there was tons of holding. We're not going to get into holding calls just yet because that's a whole other deal. I'm sorry <laughs> to cut you off, Nick, because that that fired me up. That was I, I was so pissed off about that. Well, well, just so like. Just to let everybody know, uh, we had a we had a phone call. All three of us had a phone call at halftime just to vent about the officiating. The officiating was was terrible. I mean, I, I'm just going to be honest with you. I know we've said that a few times in the past, but the blatant holds in the first half, the offensive pass interference on Michael Jefferson, where he literally swatted out of the, the defender grabbing his jersey, call a pass interference, an Horrible. offensive pass interference. I mean, things like that. When you're on the road, you're basically playing against your uh, your opponent and the ref, uh, the officiating crew and the refs. That that I'll tell you, that was impressive for this team to be able to overcome those bad calls. I mean, the the officiating crew literally gave them seven points in the first half. Sonny Hazard is getting assaulted. He's getting his jersey pulled, and he gets pushed. He gets shoved from from that lineman that's holding him, and he bumps into their quarterback. Oh, roughing the passer, fifteen yards, automatic first down. On third down, by the way, Jerry, take away the play. They don't score the touchdown. We we win, uh, you know, and that that labor and, uh, touchdown late in the game was it's a trash touchdown. But that particular touchdown that kept him in the game at the time, that should have never happened. That was total BS. Sonny Hazard was getting held. He was getting held the entire play. He turns around to say, hey, I'm being held. And the quarterback falls in his lap and he gets called for a roughing the passer. That's how bad it was. That's how bad it was. I mean, it was terrible the whole night. But let's go back to the fact that we were told how great Marshall was. But, you know, they gave up sacks. But let's ignore that. Let's ignore the fact that they're 126 in FBS and giving up sacks this season. Let's focus on everything that they do phenomenally. We're going to talk stats later on. Everything that we were told they were great at, guess what we did? We dominated them in. Dominated. And I can't wait to pull up the the box score. And and Nick's going to do that soon, but... All of the things that we were, you know, we, we go back to the preview that we've done with a few other uh, podcasts or whatever we were invited on to, and then we came here and talked about it in the pregame. All the things that they were good at, we absolutely crushed them all night long. We, were, we are two holding calls 
a horrible roughing call and uh, the OPI away from completely dominating the football game. And this was in a delay with weather on the road. They were in a revenge game. They were unveiling black uniforms. Everybody was just totally sold out for the game. And we went out and played a B-plus game and dominated the football game. We played a B-plus game. Look, offensive line had moments, but it wasn't great. All right? A defensive the, – I'm not going to say anything bad about the defense tonight because the defense showed up and showed us exactly who they were. Who exactly – we thought who this is who they were. We talked about this for the first five weeks. This is who we thought they were going to be. The defensive line really controlled that offense. I don't think it was even close. They ate. Now, again, they were held for the majority of the big plays that Marshall was able to rip off. But they impacted the football game the entire 60 minutes. And and this is who I expected to see show up in 2022. If you were down on Dez, look, you want to make some comments about the offensive game plan. I thought some of the calls were kind of stupid. I thought we should have punted in the first half when we were on our 45 and pinned them back deep. I disagree with that totally. But at the same time, Ben Woolridge was getting yards on the ground with the fake. We, we weren't really creating gaps. We weren't really creating space. But he was making things work just because he's he has the ability to run. He has the ability to find holes. Uh, you know, I, I, I disagree with Mike's call there, but I understand why he made the call. It wasn't completely outlandish. You got to give it up to the special teams tonight. Kenny was good. Reese was good. The coverage was good outside of one kickoff that they kind of returned to like the 45. Outside of that, it was a it was a team effort. Mike Jefferson. We've been on Mike Jefferson for the past, I don't know, month because he's just not living up to his potential, dropping balls, fumbling balls. Mike Jefferson was a dog tonight. Mike Jefferson showed NFL football teams why they should take a chance on him tonight. He was great, dominant. Honestly, I mean, he for the, in the first half in the passing game, Mike Jefferson was the passing game. So I still want to see us throw more to the tight end. And shout out to Neil Johnson, who made some fantastic catches down the stretch and showed why Razor Review was so pro-tight end. Hashtag tight friends you over here. He showed why. Pierce Meagle had some catches tonight. You know, I wish we would have looked for Johnny Lumpkin over the middle even more. Regardless. We go on the road to Huntington, West Virginia against a good team that is physical. They want to run the ball. They want to play that anti, uh, basically the the doppelganger type football that we used to play. And they want to do it against us in this version of the Raging Cajun football team with Dez. And we, we neutralized it. We did on the road. I don't even know how much more you can say. We're going to get more specific into it. But Jerry, I know you have some comments. Well, I was very impressed with the fact that everybody got to touch the ball tonight. I mean, you had Terrence Williams touch the ball. You had <laughs> you had Jacob Cabote touch the ball. You had Dre Washington touch the ball. You had Michael Jefferson touch the ball. Dante Fleming finally touched the ball and got a touchdown. You had John, Dante touch the ball. The ball to Dante Fleming from Ben might have been the dime of the night. You had that, Pete, that was the had, ball that had to be right there. He dropped it in. Hey, by the way, we didn't have Chris Smith tonight. All right, we have injuries on the line. Look. You had Pete touch the ball. You had Neil Johnson touch the ball. You had Pierce Meagle touch the ball. Did Johnny touch the ball? I think Johnny touched the ball. Did he? I yeah, think Johnny he had a catch. If not, it was a target. Yeah. Regardless, I mean, yeah. intermediate passing football game. The intermediate passing football game. We've been hollering about it for five weeks. What did I Throw say? Key to, to the, the game. Key to the game. Intermediate passes. We had to hit him. We did. I'm going to give Mike some credit on this. If I felt like, as a fan, just watching offensive football, we tried to exploit the entire field. We let Ben throw it. 
We let Ben run it. We let Ben dump it off. We look for people in the flat. Now, we still are not running screens, and we're, we're still not hitting people in the flat like I would like to. However, we still made the Marshall defense defend the football field. We stretched them out. I think it was – now, there was some lack of execution on some, some particular plays, and also I think that I would take some calls back. But 85% of that game plan, I'm not really going to be upset about. No, everybody got to touch the ball. You spread the field open. I mean, look, this is – I've talked – I like to talk about the Saints from 2009 to 2011 when everybody gets to touch, right? Drew Brees would throw it to three different tight ends, four different tight ends, five or six different receivers rotating in and out. He would give it to four different running backs. When you're a defensive coordinator trying to game plan and you see that film, I'm curious to see what's what Arkansas State – what they're th- what they're going to think when they see this g- this game field and see all these guys touch the football. I- I- I'll be honest with you. Moving forward, when you have that type of a film to have to study, I'm sure it's going to give their coaches a headache. And just just remember, the offensive line played okay in pass coverage. I thought they played a little bit better with the rushing attack, but they're not 100. percent Just wait until they start to improve and get better as time goes on, and we do establish a run game that's where it's going to get really fun. And that's what I'm excited to see. Because look, tonight we did play a really good Marshall defense. They, they have, they be, this team beat Notre Dame guys. Allegedly. This team beat Notre Dame in South Bend. And we, we put more yards and scored more points than the Notre Dame did tonight. Think about that for a second. We scored and performed better than the Notre Dame fighting Irish against the same defense. So tell so me, look. so, so the potential is obviously there. There's no excuses moving forward. I'm sorry. I'm preaching right now, but I'm just passionate about what I saw tonight. Anyway, go on, guys. Transitive property. I love it, Jerry. Agents are better than fighting Irish. Look, and I'm just going to point out, uh, Kyle made a comment earlier about the elephant in the room and the quarterback situation. I'm sure we'll talk about that more over the next week. My opinion is you ride the hot hand. Ben's your guy right now. And look, I was a Chandler QB1 fan. I, I will support any QB that is under center at any point in the season, bar none, a hundred percent. Ben, what Ben showed me tonight, we got to ride that. If we're going to be successful this season. Now, again, not my decision to make Des is a coach. I'm sure he knows better than I do, but if I'm the head coach, I'm, I'm sticking with Ben because he showed me tonight poise. He showed me the ability to run. He showed me he was a pocket passer and yeah, he made a few I wouldn't even call him questionable throws, but he made a few throws that uh, that he actually he didn't. He threw the ball away and I'm good with that. I'm okay with that. Throw the ball away. He did not turn over the ball. I'm look, I'm a big guy. I will ride him as long as they will allow him to go. But I think he showed everyone tonight right now at this point of the season, you ride Ben. There's no elephant. I think that's just what you do. No, I don't think there's an elephant, especially when there's an injury involved, right? I mean, the, the, Ben got a he got a legitimate opportunity because he was the guy that got the next amount of snaps, and there was belief there. So let's start there. But the other thing is, and I'll I'll make a quick point, and I'll start taking calls. I was at Mid City, and we were kind of mingling among amongst you know Cajun fans or whatever, and I think everybody was in agreement that Ben, this is not a knock on Chandler. We're still pro Chandler. We we had. I had a ton of confidence in Chandler, Clem- Chandler coming in. I still think he throws a great ball. I think he, he throws a catchable ball. I still think the guys believe in him. He works hard. 
He shows up. He does all the right stuff. He has the intangibles. It's undeniable at this point, in my view, after we've seen him have his opportunity, it's undeniable. He's a guy. He's a little bit extra juice when he walks in onto the field. There's something about the way the team responds to him. The team rallies around him. After he threw the, 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 the first touchdown pass, he turns to the, the bench, and the guys just went ballistic. How many mistakes did he make tonight? Now, if you want to question his decision on a, on a particular play, fine. He didn't throw it to the other team. How many mistakes did he make? He was tough. He stood in the pocket. He took a couple of hits. He got smoked with a targeting call that got overturned, which is bullshit. Bullshit. Anyway, Ben was your guy all night long. And this was the coming off of South Alabama where we all said we felt like he was getting into a rhythm. We felt like he was getting some more uh, confidence and opportunity. He walked right into the role tonight. And we talked about on the last episode that he necessarily never had that opportunity. I think he got the opportunity tonight, and I think he ran with it. So is is that an elephant? I don't think I'm going to call it that. I think that he earned his opportunity, and tonight he stepped into the role. Look, and I'm going to say, I you heard me talking about Ben and saying, oh, he made a couple of mistakes. Oh, wait. No, actually, he didn't. He threw the ball away. But before he takes some calls, I just want to say, I rail, I didn't rail, but I said our coaching has to get better. Our coaching has to get better. Our coaching has to get better. Our coaching tonight, to me, that game plan. Now, there were some times where we kind of looked at each other and go, why are they? Why are we running the ball? We've been passing it effectively. Why are we doing this? Why are we doing that? As a whole tonight, our coaching was what it needed to be. It was much better. I like what I saw tonight. I think in general, the the, the base plan was fine. I thought it was fine. I think that we have, we've got to still get better situationally. And I won't get into the specifics because I want to start taking calls. But I still think that the base plan was good. I think the first... 15 scripted plays is typically where Mike goes. If you take away the OPI, we're rolling on that on those first two drives. We're rolling. I mean, we 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 utilized Mike Jefferson. We we started to utilize uh um LeBlanc, and you could tell he he was starting to feel himself. Now, I don't know what happened to him in the second half. I didn't see him as much. Maybe he got a little dinged up, but Ben felt comfortable. You could see it there. I mean, absolutely. So you take away that penalty, which ended up being like a roughly a 30-yard penalty, and we ended up having to punt. That changed the entire role of the offense in that first on that first drive and the second drive. So I don't know, I don't know exactly where my gripes are offensively in the first half. I still look at some point we got to block some damn body. At some point, we got to block right. somebody. Right. So we can't run the freaking football right now, but I will give credit to Terrence Williams. He Man, he shoved his body up into those little gaps, and he tried to make something out of nothing. There was just nothing there. I'll give him. I'll give him a shout out on the attempted catch where you know the ball ended up hitting the ground. But he went out there. He was a relief valve. Valve. He turned around for Ben. He was there. There was a couple of times where he picked up blitzes that we haven't seen in in games past. So I'm going to give a big shout out to Terrence because I thought he played well. I think I still think he's your guy. I still think that Terrence Williams is your best option without Chris Smith. Who knows how long he's going to be out, but if he's going to be out, that's your guy. I think he showed it. And I thought Williams played well, too, in, in some you know spot duty. He picked up, a, uh, picked up a couple of blitzes, and Marshall's plan was very, very obvious. 
We don't respect the pass, or excuse me, we don't expect the run. We're going to sit back on the pass, and we're just going to send blitzers. They were in a nickel blitz all night, and they were sending the fifth guy, and they were sending the middle on, a, on freaking stunts. They were very, very aggressive. I will say this. I'm still disappointed we did not call bubble screens, and we didn't call screens, and we didn't call jets. I'm still disappointed in that. However, we were able to overcome. At the end of the day, Kenny made big kicks. Special, special teams came up big. The defense dominated. This is the defense that we thought we were going to have. This is the defense we expected to see in 2022. So I'm happy tonight. That is a game we called it all week long. It's a get-right game. We got right tonight, and we got a lot to go, and we got a lot to learn, and this uh, offense and this, this coaching staff has got a lot to learn going forward. But it feels good tonight. I'm going to tell you right now, this is a big boost going into a home game against an old Western rival, Arkansas State, and you get your, you get your fans back in the fold. You got your players back excited. This was a big night tonight, Nick. Yeah, and and <laughs> look, let's get back to it. You can question coaching. You can question play calls. You can question whatever you want to question. We kicked their ass tonight at their house when this is supposed to be their revenge game. They're wearing black. Their defense is elite. We can't possibly stop them. Oh, by the way, they're again, they're, they're going to run all over us. We can't do anything. And here we are. And also, Love shout it. out to Duga making the comment. And look, I, when Eric Garrett is such an underrated player that we he makes plays all night long and we still don't talk about him, and I tried to make it a point. Eric Garrett was phenomenal tonight. The defensive secondary was phenomenal tonight. The front seven was phenomenal tonight. The defensive line showed up in the biggest way that they've showed up. And honestly, it's been a graduation from Southeastern to, to South Alabama to tonight. This defensive line is exactly where I thought they were going to be because I think I had them in number two in my unit groups. But look, these are the guys. I mean, look at Sonny. Again, he got called for that ridiculous freaking penalty, but Sonny Hazard caused absolute chaos. Uh, Narcisse caused chaos. All the, all the names that you already know were in the backfield all night long. Our guy Andre Jones, friend of the pod, caused chaos all night. I mean, these are the guys. Chris Moncrief was held all night long on those blitzes. He still caused chaos. This is the defense we thought we were going to see. So shout out to those guys. Shout out to Lamar for making the adjustments that he needed to make. Tonight was dominant. Before we go into any more detail, because we can all speak and we all have plenty to say, I'm going to start to get the callers in here. Uh, Jacob, you were the first to request, sir. Please take it. All yours. Yeah, man. I don't I don't have that much to say tonight. I'm just really impressed with the team. Um, and, and week in and week out. I'm, I'm continuously impressed by our defense. I mean, how many, Josh, you might know the stat. How many takeaways do we have this season so far? Well, we're plus 10 and we were two, we're plus two tonight. Yeah, that's incredible. And, and I, as someone who was a little bit, I know you're a big Lamar guy, and I loved watching Lamar when he was a player. But I was a little skeptical when we hired him to be DC because he had never been a, defensive coordinator before never in my to my knowledge never been a defensive play caller but I've been extremely impressed with him this entire season I kind of throw the rice game out because it's hard to do anything when your defense is on the field for three out of the four quarters um but you know there was a lot of doubt going into this game and like I'll be honest with myself and I'm sure a lot of people in this space felt the same way going into this game I had a lot of doubt and didn't really think we were going to be able to pull it off. So big credit to the staff and to the players, all the players in the program. Um, 
and getting this win because it was really like it was all them. Like they they showed up, they showed out. Props to them. Go Cajuns for five hundred again. And uh, this is really our as y'all guys as y'all said. You know, it's our bounce back game, and I'm looking forward to the rest of the season. Jacob, thanks for checking in, man. Uh, I, everything you said is right on the money. Uh, to Chris Faber checked in and said he loved the the fourth the fourth and one play call late in that fourth quarter, the the play action where they threw it to Pierce. It was wide open there. It, again, that is how you neutralize an aggressive defense. So shout out to Chris. Thanks for listening, man. Terry J, all yours. Take it, sir. Uh, yeah, first of all, I want to say, man, uh, I'm so happy for Coach Dave. I uh, love that guy. He deserves all the success that that, that that happens to him and will happen to him in the future. So happy for him and just hopefully the irrational Cajun fans can just lay off for a little bit because I know he needs that. He needs that. I will say there was like some, some times where like his, his play calling was a little iffy. I ain't going to lie. Like half the time I'm just thinking, can we just go air raid? This just seems like we just can't run. Oh, absolutely. Uh, we all said it. <laughs> we, we all, all said, said it at halftime. Just throw the ball, man. Go, go Mike Leach style. <laughs> style like like and, and, and i'm not gonna lie the o-line didn't play well in the run blocking and a lot of times i saw the left tackle i forgot to keep in his name uh he didn't get his head across and he tried to block with one hand and i almost wanted to throw my my remote into the, the tv screen because get your freaking head across dude um so just proceed from there and like but also i will say like the running backs ran hard but you can tell like all you gotta do is if they can just break one tackle. I mean, at some point the running back just gotta they just gotta break a tackle, and it'll 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 be like a ten yard game. Uh, I saw some I saw some runs that went to the outside that if they can just get around like they got tackled by the ankles. I'm like, how you get tackled by the ankles? You're huge, like two thirty. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> um, so so that was that that was some and uh, and I and the other thing I would just say like uh, like I, I just want Des like. I, I know, I, nobody wants Chandler to be hurt. Nobody wants any player on this team to be hurt. But if there's anything I can say, can Dez not be a people pleaser when Chandler gets back healthy? Because if Ben is doing great, can he tell Chandler, hey, stay on the bench? I want to know if Dez is strong enough as a head coach and not a people pleaser to do that. That is my question. I think, I think just, just I from think watching that- what I saw tonight, how, how can you not? How can you tell this team that just went on the road and beat that team who was supposed to be ready for you in the vengeance game and all this other crap that they told us. How can you tell that man, listen, brother, you're going to have to sit out every two series. I, I just don't see him doing it. I, I don't see how the team responds well to that, Terry. Yeah, yeah, me, me neither. But but that thing is like, I mean, like, is, he seems like a people pleaser and this is his first year, full year as a head coach, so you never know. But hopefully he doesn't do that. And uh, Yeah, and, I, and the Marshall fans, I've been going at him. Like on Twitter all night. It's like I've been going like them and and some and some COVID Carolina fans uh, who wanted to jump in too. Like they can all get, they can all get the smoke. I don't, I don't care. They can all they COVID can Carolina care. ran from an ass whipping. They have absolutely nothing to say on this matter. <laughs> Terry, Terry, I gotta that's, ask that's you, man. Why, that's why I told him. T- Terry, I gotta I ask you, man. So, so. You seem to be someone that can grade the offensive line pretty well. You played, you were a lineman, so I know you see the the small intricacies that most fans can't see. Um, if you were to grade them or at least kind of gauge what you saw tonight, as opposed to the last couple of weeks, do you think they're getting better? Do you think they're, uh, they, I, I know I could tell you think they probably still have a lot of work to do. I think we can all agree with that, but do you see improvement from what you saw tonight as opposed to the last couple games? 
I'm gonna be honest, not not really. It's just the play calling went better and the rhythm of the game was better. That's what made the difference. The O line, I think, is really just they're pretty good at pass blocking. There were some pressures that didn't get this. I said they're getting get that far, but like run blocking is just—I uh, don't think it's gotten better. I think I think they are who they are, and they're young, they're inexperienced. By the end of the year, hopefully they'll get it together. But I'm not going to hold my breath. And maybe next year we'll see a better, more polished offensive line and healthier offensive line. Um, but I, I mean, I think the O line is just—they are who they are. They're, they're not that great at run blocking. They're young, and uh, you know, as far as like the five equals one thing. I think I think it's I think it's fine. I think they all do the do the. I think they're all pretty much on the right assignment. They just get dominated. Like they they just they just get dominated. Um, but but one one last thing one last thing I'll, I'll say. Uh, like I've been saying, like man, somebody's got to have that dog in them. Uh, you know, nobody on the offensive line has that dog that I see as of yet. But Ben Wolders has that dog. Like I <laughs> if I was off the line lineman, I will fight for that dude tooth and nail. If you touch him. I will fight you. Put the grass up alone. That dude went out there and he put his heart on line. I love, I love seeing that. Yeah, you know what's what's funny is I always kind of found Ben as more of a finesse pocket passer. Like wh- whenever he was able to elude blitzes in the pocket, or whenever he was able to get away, he he's obviously he's not as fast as Levi because he is that finesse pocket passer. But I was more surprised at how aggressive he was in eluding the blitz, and to me. You know, that tells me you go from a game manager to someone to that to a quarterback that's going to step up. And that's something I've been waiting to see from both quarterbacks all year long. And I think Ben showed that tonight. And I think to me, that's that that key factor separates him to be the starter from here on out. Again, I like Chandler, but if you have a quarterback that that if you need a if you need a playmaker at quarterback instead of a game manager, especially when you have certain deficiencies on the offensive side, such as the line, that's where I think Ben stepped up tonight. And I think, and look, not to, not to toot our own horn. I don't know if we're going to outside of Florida state. I don't know any other defense that's as aggressive as what we saw in Marshall. I I don't know. I mean, I could be wrong. Maybe Georgia Southern or Troy may surprise us, but I, I don't see a defense that has the reputation that Marshall has outside of Florida state. So I think, hopefully, if we could have a performance like that and Ben can be that aggressive against this defense, no telling what he can do as the season goes on and and, and we get deeper into conference. But speaking of Troy, T, this team gave up nine points against Troy. I I thought we played a a B-minus maybe game offensively, and we put up 23 and should have been more. Caller, hang on one moment. We'll put you through. It's all yours, Kyle. And what is up, fellas? What's up, man? But okay, look, I, I'm sorry. All right, I'm just gonna tell you how I see it. And pardon me if I step on anybody's toes or hurt anybody's feelings. Is that okay? Speak your mind, dude. Please hey, hurt feelings. That's mic. what we're here for. Yes, open mic. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. Well, all right. I'm gonna tell you right now. If Michael Desormo comes back with that two quarterback crap. Somebody needs to throw a straight jacket over him and send him up there to Pineville for a visit for a couple of weeks so he can go rehab. Because I'm going to tell you right now, if y'all don't understand that the difference in that football team tonight and every night since we played EMU for sure, the difference in that team was that tonight 
you had a guy out on the football field that led your football team. I'm going to tell you who Ben Wooldridge reminds me of. Reminds me of another guy named Ben, a guy that played for the Akron Zips. What was his name? He went to Pittsburgh and played for them for a little while. Well, Big Ben. Yeah. Big Ben Roethlisberger? Yeah, Roethlisberger, right? He reminds me of Ben Roethlisberger. That's who he reminds me of. And I'm sorry. Look, I ain't got nothing against Chandler. Chandler's a nice little quarterback, all right? And if we and if Ben got hurt, hey, it's nice to have a guy like that that can come in and take his spot. But I'm going to tell you all right now, there is a clear, definite difference by my eyes. My eyeball test tells me that Ben Woodridge is the new leader of that football team. And not only does he give that offense identity, which it sadly, sadly, sadly was lacking until tonight, all right? Not only does he do that, he also injects spirit into the defense. I think this defense played better because they knew that he was going to be on the other side of the football, and they know you're not fooling the players. Okay, you can sit up here. We can all lie to each other. The rest of the night, you all can lie to each other. We all lie to each other, all raging, paging. Everybody can lie to each other and try to tell tales to each other from here until the next game. And, and if Mike comes up with this two-quarterback crap, we're going to sit there and be miserable all over again. But I'm going to tell you right now, you ain't lying to the players. You ain't lying to your team. They know. And tonight, what that team told me was that with Ben Wooldridge as their leader on the football field and on the sidelines, because I saw the way he did, the way he comported himself on the sidelines, he looked like a guy who knew what he was going to do, who knew how to do what Mike wanted him to do, which is an extension of the coach on the football field, which if Mike's going to be successful, he better learn that he has to have, okay? He showed that he could be that guy. He proved it. And if that doesn't make Mike understand what he needs to see, then I'm going to question whether Mike is the right man for that job or not. And I'm going to do it with evidence in my pocket. You hear me? Y'all hear me, guys? Absolutely. Y'all there? Yeah. No, Did no, for sure. Off? No, we didn't cut okay. you off yet. Right. No, I All agree right. with you 100%. All right. All right. And hey, look, hey, I want Mike to succeed. I want the Cajuns to succeed. But their best path to success from tonight forward is with that boy running that football team until he proves that he doesn't deserve to be running that football team. Because that team played better in every phase of the game with him and his quarterback. And, oh, by the way, I ain't heard anybody mention anything about Alvin Darris. But all of a sudden, it looks like hey. we might have us a real field goal kicker on our hands. I said Kenny played well tonight. Finally. He was well, – hey – you know what? Sometimes it takes a long time to develop a guy, to get him out of his shell, to get his confidence level where it needs to be. But the guy has a leg, and, you know, yeah, he's had his struggles, but it looks like we got him now. And if you got a defense like that, and you got a field goal kicker like that, and you got a good punter, which the Cajuns do, and you got a good punt return, and now you have a quarterback 
you have a chance to win every game from here on out. Agree. Agree. And, Absolutely. Okay. But, Absolutely. but if we go back to that two quarterback, if we go back to that two quarterback, Jimmy Jangle, Mr. Bo Jangles, two step, one step, take a step forward and two steps back, we're going to be lost. Kyle's a very passionate guy. He made a lot of great points, and I agree with him. <laughs> Jerry and Nick him. and I, Jerry, yeah, Jerry and Nick and I made, we were texting during a game, and we all said, we had scored three points into the, I think it was to the early parts of the second quarter, and I said, somebody made a comment about Ben. I said, Ben's playing great. Ben's playing well. It ain't Ben. We've been saying the quarterback position wasn't necessarily the problem, but Ben played well tonight. He made the reads. He hit his he hit his uh, his 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 uh, his relief valves when he needed to. He hit his hot routes when he needed to. He didn't have time after they started figuring out. Listen, we don't have to worry about the run game. He was playing fine. He got rid of the ball when he needed to. He threw away the ball when he needed to. I had no issue with the way Ben played in the first half. And as soon as he hit that first touchdown pass, it was like something else happened. It was all right. We got something here. All right, like, like it was like something took over Ben when he looked at the sideline. And he said, "All right, boys, let's go." And ever si- after we took the lead at that ten seven mark, it almost felt like a different football team. To Kyle's point, I think the entire football team had a lift. You have to build an offense around the quarterback that you have, and I think Ben and I keep saying it, being the pocket passer that he is, I thought Mike had a good game plan. If you notice in the first drive or the first few drives, he was slinging it up and down the field. And we don't usually throw the ball that much when we do that. We're usually kind of a run balance. We like to run and throw and then mix it up. And it looked like we were going a little gun heavy in the first quarter. So with him being the quarterback, I just think I just think you got you look, you got to use your weapons. You got to use your wideouts. You got to use your tight ends. You got to use your weapons and spread the field. Ben's got the arm. He's got the ability to throw the football. Use your weapons. You got enough. And it showed that it definitely showed tonight. Now I'm with you, man. And look, I don't think it was a, I don't think it was a talent problem, right? I think it was more of a continuity problem. Like you got to get a quarterback that is having chemistry with your wide receivers and your tight ends and your running backs. And I think that was the biggest thing. And that's why I hate the two quarterback system so much is because you don't have that continuity continuity with the quarterback receivers tight ends etc um it so it was really good to see ben have some success tonight do i think chandler would have had some success yes if had he be get him be given the opportunity to have a whole game to himself yeah absolutely so i i mean this might be a victim of not only ben's success that he gets to continue starting but also the coaching decision that put him in the position to have the success and, and start a whole game. Cause again, my, my biggest gripe with the two quarterback system was you got two quarterbacks, no continuity, no chemistry between the wide receivers and the, uh, and the quarterback. And um, yeah, I, I think uh, again, like Kyle said in his very eloquent way, I think we found our QB one for, for now going forward. We'll see what happens the rest of the season, but for now, Benger guy. And also, too, there's, look, you've got, I know there's, we've got some comments tonight where people say Chandler might have won as well. And it's a possibility Chandler might have won as well as a starting quarterback. And I think it was Chris that made a good point. You've got two good quarterbacks. They just can't find that consistency because they haven't had enough play time. You know, in a case like that, it's very unfortunate. 
Um, but I want to, I've just, at this point, I just believe, Hey, look, if, if that's the case, then you just, unfortunately, you got to stick with one guy. You got to stick with one guy to show more consistency. You got to stick with one guy to keep that chemistry going. So I, I do hope, I do hope that, um, I do hope coach Des makes a, a smart decision and I know they're going to, the coaching staff's going to have to reevaluate that decision on, do we want to play the two quarterback system or do we just want to stick with Ben from what we saw tonight? And as fans, we kind of know what we want at this point. We've been hearing it for, for over a month now, but this is something that I think the coaching staff's definitely going to have to meet on and really discuss moving forward. You know, the personal relationship thing and all that, look, you, you have a chance to salvage your season now. Like we're three and three. You just want a big game on the road. You have an opportunity moving forward. You've got three home games, a three home game stretch. You got two road games in conference that are winnable games. Now it's time. Now it's time to step up and earn your paycheck as a coach and, and make those tough decisions. And look, if, if it's one of those things that's not going to make the players happy, or if a player is going to get his feelings hurt, I'm sorry. It's about the team. By the way, Chris Faber is commenting a lot tonight. I can't remember if he's prison faves. He he'll have to he'll have to confirm that whether or not he's prison faves or not. I can't remember which Faber is the prison faves. It might be Chris. I think it's Chris. Chris actually got after me on Twitter one time. I know, big shocker. You probably um, deserved it. <laughs> yeah, I probably did. But he was like, you know, I was a former player, and I was like, look, dog, I get it. All right, I know you guys are former players, and I know that you don't like the way fans necessarily digest football games, but I'm just a fan. I'm hollering about stuff that fans holler about. Just leave me alone. He ended up being all right. But, you know, I always remember his name. Uh, Mike. Baby Fabes. Okay, yeah, we had prison <laughs> Fabes, we had Fabes Fabes, and then we had Baby Fabes. Okay, all makes sense now. We're baby good. Baby Fabes We're cool. and prison Fabes. Is, are they related? Yeah, we'll yeah, talk they're about all that. They're all brothers. Yeah, they're all brothers. All brothers. We're going to talk about, our. I think, the moment that we thought that really changed the football game. And we're going to go with Jerry first. I hate to put you on the spot, but I know that we all kind of talked about it when it happened. Something that happened that told you tonight, and I know, Jerry, you were very bullish on the, on the Cajuns tonight. You, you, you said all week, you said, I just don't believe in Marshall. I don't necessarily think that their talent is going to out-talent us. You thought that the rosters were, if not equal, you thought we had more talent. You thought that we were better in certain positions. What was a moment in this game that made you feel convicted on that theory that you've had all week? I think probably midway through the first quarter, when we went up 3 nothing and we made a few stops on defense, I knew their offense would have to grind to be able to score on us. The biggest concern that I had was, is our offense going to do enough to keep them off the field so we don't give them field position? Same thing happened against South Alabama. Our offense couldn't do anything. Same thing against ULM, but ULM, we just gave them the game. So tonight was one of those nights where I'm like, is this one of those nights where we cannot make mistakes, just be fundamental, just be fundamentally sound? And we did that. And we, we were able to stay on the field. We were able to extend drives, which was beautiful to see. I've been yelling about that all year. But the turning point to me was probably in like the early second quarter after we kicked the field goal and we made some stops. I thought that we had a good shot. Even whenever we gave up that touchdown, Earlier, and I want to say early in the second half, Braylon Trahan picks it off. And um, yeah, Braylon Trahan picks it off. I knew their, their offense wasn't going to score on us. I want to say that first touchdown drive we have in the second half to Dante Fleming, that drive consisted of like a good three or four long pass plays. 
that's when I knew, okay, like we're moving the football, we're throwing on them. Because remember, their secondary was unstoppable too. Remember, they got a reputation for having a great secondary. Best secondary in the country, actually. We picked them apart. I mean, I was very surprised we picked them apart. When I saw that, when 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 you start knitting into their strong points, that's when I knew, all right, we got a shot. And then when Dante Fleming caught in the end zone and we went up 10-7, I said, yep, I I like where we are. So there were a few points in the game, but I think early in that third quarter in that touchdown drive, I said, if we if we keep doing this, they're not going to be able to go toe-to-toe with us. Our defense just has too much momentum. Yeah, and look, I don't know if I could point to one point of the game where I was confident because when you're two and three on the season, I, <laughs> I'm holding my breath until the final, the final whistle. Sure. But I think I'm with you. Look, the way that we can t- – look, I said we had to contain their run game because they're going to get yards. No, we didn't contain their run game. We freaking stopped their run game. So when I saw the way that they weren't able to run up and down the field on us, that gave me a little bit of confidence there. When we got the big turnover in the second half, that gave me a little bit of confidence. But seeing Ben and his poise gave me all the confidence. My question was, whether or not we would call the right plays, put ourselves in a position coaching-wise to capitalize on that because there were times where we were slinging it up and down the field and then all of a sudden we're going to have that jet sweep out of nowhere that that lost yardage on like a third and two. And I'm like, what are we doing a jet sweep right now? Like I thought that was a dog shit call, but I will say this. I was happy that we came out in the second half and tried to establish a run. It didn't work. It didn't work, but you had to try. You had to try. And by the way, I just got my weekly message from Coach Dez. So after we won, I just sent, ah! (laughs) And I finally got a, thanks, man. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I'm happy that we tried to return. Hey, look, man. I'm a fan, brother. That's what I am. I am who I am. I'm a fan. To my detriment, probably. But... (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't matter. That's what we're here for. We we need a thousand of us. We need a thousand of us. But I, I was I was happy to see them try to return to that game because look, if you can't establish a running game in the second half, especially when you go up, no lead is safe. Doesn't matter what, how good the quarterback is. Doesn't matter if Columbia is concussed. And by the way, the fact that that guy went back into the football game should be investigated. He got totally destroyed on the last play on the last play of that uh, of that drive right before the half. Got totally destroyed. Well, Just right saying. now, it, in the NFL, he'd be out for like a month because well, they're the, so in sensitive the, to in that. In the right? NFL, coaches and doctors are being sued, people losing their jobs. Right, right. I'm not, apparently not in fun belt on Wednesday. That right. dude was concussed. You can't tell me any different. He got absolutely smoked. So Mike, Mike did say that uh, he said the point I wanted to make was we made them pay for mistakes, which we did. First touchdown came after the penalty on a punt. He said Coach Robe would be proud. Yes, he would. He said uh, defense did great because the offense was able to help him. Less time on the field, um, which is very true. Again, that's what I said. (laughs) Extend drives. Extend drives. That has been our detriment for the last three weeks. Extend drives. Extend your time of possession. Give the defense some time to rest. And so that's, yeah, you do that moving forward. It's going to be a fun, it's going to be a fun finish to the year. Just saying. But yeah, that was some of Mike's points I wanted to share uh, as he was requesting to speak. There is some interesting names at the space tonight. I don't know if you all have glanced down at the folks. Uh, shout out to the former wide receiver. Um, 
I will leave it at that. Uh, thanks, Mike, oh. for weighing in. I will also thank everybody else. I think we're back. If you guys are back in the space, we can, I think, here. DP, Devin Pauly, thanks for listening. As always, DP is one of our most loyal listeners, by the way. He's always in the space, so shout out. Terry, if you want to request again, we're back. Try again. Jacob, you're back. Uh, I see everybody back, so good. Good, we're back. Anyway, oh, man, I got some very funny text messages. Anyway, uh, there was a certain celebrity personality that sent a very hilarious message. I don't know if I should send it to you or just say it out loud. No, you sent it to us. You saw <laughs> that? that? No, I haven't. Yeah. I guess I need to. Uh, yeah, very Good funny. times. Good times. <laughs> A certain poster on a certain website uh, was called out and said that they could kiss his A word. Um, oh, okay. we'll get more into that later. I'm just <laughs> trying to keep it all together. I'm just trying to keep it all together here. Shout out to Ryan. Ryan, thanks for showing up, man. Appreciate y'all. Appreciate y'all listening. I know tonight was kind of a it's kind of messed up. Twitter just went absolutely berserk. Kind of messes us up because this is how we take calls, but. End of the day, we have plenty of things that we can complain about. Lots of stuff that still need to be worked on. However, you go on the road and you win. You go on the road against a team that you thought was, as far as roster is concerned, somewhat similar. A team that beat, you know, a top 10 opponent on the road in a non-conference situation. We beat them. We beat them badly. The score is really not indicative of how that game went. There were so many times where we had the opportunity to run away with it. And I love the way we played second quarter going forward, maybe into the, I mean, shit for the rest of the game, honestly. We dominated in most aspects. I don't know, Nick, if you got the box score where we can kind of look at some stats and say, I, I don't know what we rushed for. I, don't know what, I know Ben ended up throwing up for over 200 yards. Oh, yeah. Touchdowns, no picks. Let's go you know, ahead and talk about that. Yeah. Right? Can we, can we do that now? Okay. Yeah, we, we ran it long enough. They're supposed to run it up and down the field on us. We can't stop their rushing attack. They're elite, right? About 1,100 yards on the season. Allegedly. I can hear us now, by the way. So 139 yards of rushing for Marshall tonight. 139. And Labron is the number two running back in the country. Correct. In total and, yards rushing. And that's what I love about our defensive game plan is that we knew you ain't going to pass it downfield on us. We knew, I mean, you might break a run or two, but we're not going to let you beat us with your rushing attack, and we didn't. And so I love what we did defensively. 139 yards. They had 137 yards of passing. We had 108 yards of rushing. Now, it felt like we were struggling to rush the ball. We still got 108 yards of rushing. Okay, How, how, much, how much of that was in the second half, Nick? Can you see that? I can't. No, no, no. I, I, I would just say the, the line share of that was in the second half. Yes. Which yes, is when absolutely. you want it. Which is when you right. need it. Right. That's what I'm saying. Um, and, and like you, Josh, I get it. We didn't abandon the run completely. We kept it as a part of our game plan. Right. I love that. Um, passing. We passed for 230 yards tonight. I don't know. That, except for Eastern Michigan, I don't think we passed for 230 yards this season. So that was great to see. Probably not um, by one passer, at least. Correct. Um, first down, uh, excuse me, third down conversions tonight. Here was a big, the big one. Uh, Marshall had was one for 11 on third down conversions. We were five for 15. Not, not anything to write home about, but we held them to one 
of 11 on third down. I think that was huge. Um, no question. Especially in the first half where we were kind of, you know, trying to find our footing offensively. The defense had to come up big, and they did. Again, we pressured the quarterback. We got some sacks, which is what we had to do. That was our weak point, right? Everything else they're good at. According to them, they're great at everything else. The only weakness they had was sacks. We brought the house. Sometimes we didn't even have to bring the house. We just rushed four. We we got pressure. We sacked them. Andre Jones in the first first play, couple plays of the game, he sacks quarterback. So I thought that was a good omen for the rest of the game. Hey, defensively. We're, sitting, we're, we're sitting at the table and I said, was that Dre? Was that Dre? Raise your <laughs> review bump, baby. Yeah. Yeah. So that was awesome. So, I mean, it, I, again, we, everything that they were supposed to be dominating us in, they didn't. They were supposed to be elite defense. They were supposed to be elite rushing. They were supposed to be elite kicking. They were going to be the And they didn't do any of that. So it was very underwhelming. My expectations going in is that they we would just be be dominated by this elite team that was going to come in and just show us who they are with their black uniforms. I'm not going to go into all that again because I I think I've harped on that enough. But but yeah, but for all intents and purposes, and we it's not like we controlled the clock. I mean, in fact, they had I think their time of possession they had 31 31 minutes versus our 28. But it still felt like we control the game. So, regardless, the score is uh, we win, they lose, and we move on to uh, to a very winnable game next week. I felt like we did control the game. You don't have to control the game by just completely outscoring opponents. We went in, we went into the game, and we we played our brand of football. We, we, we played hard on defense. We, we didn't make mistakes on special teams. We didn't turn the football over. We didn't make mental mistakes. We had one guy at the helm and this is no shot on anybody else that's played quarterback this year. They had one guy. They knew exactly what they were going to get out of him. He didn't make mistakes. We found some semblance of a running game in the second half. Uh, somebody said, who was that? Nick, Nick deal said we had 20 yards rushing at the half, which is brutal, horrible. And like we said earlier, there's plenty to talk about with regard to the, the negatives of what we saw. But we found 80-some-odd yards of rushing in the second half when we needed it. And I'm, I'm sure Ben probably rushed for half of it. He Let's be honest. For, he rushed for 45 yards. So exactly. there you go. I mean, but, look, but I'll, I'll, I'll list some of the stats. So rushing, we had 108 yards to- total rushing yards. Ben Rorich, 10 carries, 45 yards. Now, this is the part that kind of shocks me a little bit, and this is why I think – uh, the the offensive line kind of needs to improve, or we need to build an offense around a struggling offensive line. Check out some of these stats, and I'm I know I'm gonna sound negative when I say this, but these is I'm just reading the numbers. Dre Washington eight carries, twenty two yards. Terrence Williams nine carries for eighteen yards. Jacob Cabote five carries for thirteen yards. Lance Lejeune one carry for eleven yards. But again, we. Look, I know I railed against Marshall and gave him shit for claiming they're going to be the elite dif- defense. They are a really good defense. So we can't let that be lost in our in our rushing attack because they're damn good up front. And they were they refused to allow us to rush. So I'll give that to them. I'm okay with that tonight. We're not going to face a front five like we face tonight. The rest of the season, bar none. Not in Unless somebody sure. surprises me. Maybe Florida State. I don't know. How how good is Florida State's defensive line? I don't know. But I'm they're pretty you, good. They're pretty good. Right now. But but conference-wise, we're not going to face another team no, like that. No. no defensively. Uh-uh. 
Mm-mm. Nope. Honestly, I, I tell yeah. you, I may be speaking too soon here. I, I kind of want to see what happens against Arkansas State. That'll help me really determine what I'm about to say. But I think all of these other teams in conference play right into our hands because of the fact that most of these teams that we will face moving forward have more of a better offense than defense, which plays right into our hands because we're a defensive team. Georgia Southern, they, they're really good on offense, but their defense has given up a lot of points. Arkansas State, same thing. Southern Miss, same thing. Texas State, same thing. Troy, same thing. Now, Troy's got a decent defense, but I, looking at the, the game between Troy and Marshall, really, it was almost an even game until Troy got a defensive touchdown on a scooping score. So there may be a little bit similar, but Troy runs a spread offense and they like to throw the football. That plays right into the hands of our secondary. If we can score, slow though, like, and I'm not talking about how I'm not talking about fleet of foot. Everything he does is so slow and deliberate. I I do not believe in Gunnar Watson. I'm on record. My point is in conference moving forward, every single game we play in conference, I don't know if there's really a quote unquote solid defense compared to like Nick said, what we saw tonight. Most of those teams are offensive teams. And again, if our defense keeps performing the way it has over the last few weeks, guess what? That plays right into our hands. That's what this. That's why it's important. To, like, obviously tonight was a get right game, but I think it's even more important next week to come back home and beat Arkansas State because if you beat Arkansas State, now you're above 500 again. Now you can make a run. Now you have the your poise to make a run. I I don't know. I'm maybe I'm thinking far ahead, but I'm just I'm thinking about the matchup tonight and how well we mastered the matchup, and I don't see a matchup in conference that really. I don't know. I don't want to get too ahead of myself, but you know, you guys know I'm going here. Like you understand. Yes, but I'm not fixing to fix my lips to say that because right. we got to earn everything we have going forward. But I will say this. You notice how once we started talking about get a uh, get right game, you started hearing it on different outlets. Did anybody notice that? All of a sudden it turned into a get right game. Just All saying. of a sudden they're doing, yeah. they're doing mid game live spaces. They're doing post game. Whoa. You noticed that too, eh? Mean, Mm. It's fine. I think we got our background. Very nice, Jerry. Same took some Very nice uh, screenshots to to look at those numbers. But which, by the way, uh, well, shit. You know what? We're gonna move on. It's it's uh, <laughs> it's razor review after dark. So uh, Nick Deal made a great point about how they talked about Napier incessantly, and which is why I turn the volume down when I'm watching any game at this point. I, and I probably have to do that for the next two years because I'm sick and tired of Napier. I look, he did great. He did a lot of stuff here. This ain't a Napier team. This is a totally different deal. This is Coach Desermo's team. They and ESPN.com had a fantastic story about Des today, which I thought was really cool. I want to highlight that. If you guys haven't seen that, go look at ESPN.com. It's one of the first stories you'll see. Really cool story about him being the culture and being the guy and being part of us, one of us. I thought it was really cool. But these national guys don't give a shit about the Sun Belt. They don't care about the Cajuns. All they're going to say is, all right, I got an hour outside of my drinking and hanging out on the road. How can I put together something to talk about on TV? Yeah, that's how they do it. That's how they do it. Aaron Murray, look, man, he's probably, he's about as good of an announcer as he was as a quarterback. Not great. So he starts talking about Napier and not Dez and not anything about the current Cajun team. He's talking about like Dez or not Dez, uh, Napier in 2018 and stuff like that. It's like, it's ridiculous. 
I don't care about what they say on these national broadcasts. The only thing that really matters is that we have our brand across national TV for a million, a million and a half, maybe two million people to see on a Wednesday night because there's nothing else to see. And we we showed up. We showed up. They and they started out the broadcast with, oh well, we've we've gotten to know this Louisiana team, and they've been the you know they're, they're, they've been the the class of the West, and they're struggling this year. Well, we ain't struggling right now, buddy. We didn't struggle tonight, so struggle that. We kicked our ass up and down the field. This new this new juggernaut that's joined the summit. Look, I got a ton of respect for Marshall, and I'll say it: ton of respect for their defense. Have a ton of respect for Coach Huff. I I love what they've been able to do over the course of his time there. I thought they were a a a viable opponent in the New Orleans Bowl, but at the end of the day, we still got guys here that know how to play football. We still we still have guys here that know how to coach football. We're not dead. We we should be five and one tonight, boys. I think we all feel that way. And like Andre Jones told us in our interview, we have beaten ourselves for three weeks in a row. And he ain't wrong. We've been beating ourselves. So tonight we came out and we didn't beat ourselves and we won the football game. And it wasn't particularly close. Outside of a few calls, that was kind of a walkaway game on the road against Marshall, who was in a revenge game. Austin, if you're still hanging on and you can get through without Twitter crashing on you, it's all yours, sir. All right, yeah, hopefully it worked. I was, yes. I was hanging hey. back and forth. We're, we're live. Uh, no, I was, well, uh, for one, before I got to UL, I was going to say uh, for Troy quarterback, you might not be the only one who doesn't believe in Gunnar Watson because uh, Daigie played the whole game for them against Southern Miss. Dude, I don't know. Gunnar Watson scored nine points against Marshall. Stop talking to me about Gunnar Watson. I've been hearing about him for two years. I'm not a believer. Sorry. I know they almost beat App State. App State just got beat by Texas State, and they lost at home to JMU. I'm sorry. I'm not a believer. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if he's dealing with an injury or something, but he's. Uh, yeah, he didn't. He didn't play at all last game. They started Daigie and and used him the whole way. As far as uh, as far as the game tonight goes, I I know Jerry had been saying all week that. He didn't, wasn't really a big believer in Marshall. For me, it wasn't as much of that. I honestly just thought we matched up well because the strength of that Marshall defense is their run defense. I know they were saying they only give up 70 yards a game on the ground. Well, we can't run the ball anyway. So, what? <laughs> you know, I didn't really think that that was a really big deal. I thought it was only going to be an issue if we continued to pound our heads against the wall and stick with the run. And I don't know... What it took, whether it was Chris Smith being out, whether it was not having Chandler out there, what it took but for our coaching staff to finally just look in the mirror and realize that we don't have the guys up front to be able to run the ball, especially against a defense like Marshall. But whatever it was, we decided to, to go in a different direction tonight, and it worked. Yeah, I, I think to your point, Austin, when you met, you know, to, when you said about when I was saying earlier in the in the week that I, I'm not a big believer in Marshall, I'm not a I wasn't a big believer of their offense. I knew they had a decent run game, but I think the way our defense had been playing, in spite of the last two weeks of these two losses against ULM and 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 South Alabama, I thought our defense played well. And I think again that played into our hands because Marshall. Yeah, they had a decent run game, but their I mean, like their passing game tonight was very average. I didn't even think they had a good passing game. They had that one pass play in the first quarter that led to a touchdown, and that's really all they did against us in the passing game outside of some one or two dink and doinks in the second half. So 
I thought that's what separated us. And to your point, I and I think that kind of gets to what you said about the matchup. I thought we matched up well against them. I thought in that we 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 really out physical them tonight. That was the shocker for me, especially in the front seven. Um, when I noticed that they couldn't really run the ball on us as well, that's when I knew when we had a shot. Um, I'm more concerned now moving forward if if your defense like every once in a while your defense may have a bad game. We may not play up to par. My biggest concern moving forward is if we get into a shootout with somebody, can we outscore them? That's the one thing I'll say that if there's any concern moving forward, because, you know, like I said, a defense is not going to play a perfect game all the time. You may have an off day. Can our offense score enough to – can we beat other teams strictly with our offense? That's the thing that concerns me now. I will also say this. And by the way, I just saw a comment that James said that on the ESPN broadcast, they were saying it's a get-right game. Did we get ripped off by Aaron Murray and the ESPN broadcast crew? Yet again. They always rip. Everybody rips us off, Jerry. I think you're giving those guys at ESPN too much credit. They they don't. Well, we just ripped them pretty good. good. We just ripped them pretty good. So I'm going to take credit for that, though. We're going to take credit for that one little bit, and everything else is is no good. Uh, Hey, Austin, by the way, thanks for listening, brother. You've been an awesome supporter of us and a a constant listener, so we always appreciate your comments. Lane, let's try one more time, and if Twitter crashes, I'm just going to blame it on you. And by the way, nobody's made any comments about this, but did John Stevens have one of the most ridiculous catches you've ever seen tonight? That was amazing. That left <laughs> he went from not catching a, a, a five-yard curl right to making a route to making like a, a Moss, a, you got Moss catch that will be on ESPN on Sunday morning. Uh, Lane, all yours, man. First of all, uh, glad you had a good time at Mid-City. I was in the kitchen. So I didn't get to see the first half. I was able to watch the second half thanks to the lightning delay. It was definitely good to see the offense actually able to click for once for the whole game and not have the the thought in the back of your head, oh, we're going to switch quarterbacks and have it get derailed. But uh, I felt like the offense played the best they have all year minus the second half of the Eastern Michigan game. Agree 100%. I was actually going to say, you know, what happened in the Eastern Michigan game, we had some time to regroup, and then we lit them up in the second half. Lightning delay. What happened tonight? A little bit of extra time. I'm not going to say we lit them up, but I thought overall, team came together and played a complete game in the second half. The team that you would have expected to come out and play. I'm just so impressed that it was on the road. And say what you want about Marshall, and maybe they have some... I thought Columbia was fine. He wasn't great, but he didn't have time to throw the ball because our offensive line is terrible. Something we are very we're very familiar with. They We made them one-dimensional, and our, I again, Lamar Morgan made the adjustment that we've been talking about. Let the guys go eat. Let them be aggressive. If you get burnt, you get burnt. This is how the defense has been built. Let them play their game. That's kind of where I felt on that. Terry, if you got another one, it's all yours, sir. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I left it in the Facebook comments when the Twitter space went down. But I, as, as I hey, mentioned, uh, by the way, I love your Facebook photo. That's fantastic. Yeah, thanks, man. <laughs> Thank you. That was after a seven-month deployment, and I was happy to get home. 
<laughs> no, what you uh, need to do is you need to tell everybody that's exactly what I look like right now. It is. Uh, but, but, uh, but yeah, so I really was infuriated with the ESPN broadcast. Like, first of all, the y'all are Justin Bill and Napier thing. So pissed off. It seems like every time it came back from a break, yeah, this is a great occasion. Uh, Bill and Napier was here, uh, uh, spent four years, uh, won uh, about 40 games, and now he's in Florida to have the team with him. Like, <laughs> it seems like that, that's just literally all they talked about. It's lazy. It's lazy <laughs> to me. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, the, like, and then they call Henry Columbia Henry Columbo. Like, what the hell are you doing, dude? I heard like, that, man. Read the name. Like, like, does I look like an O to you? What, what do you do? You, do you not study vowels? When you were in high school. What the hell is wrong with you? They like to talk about Louisiana education. What the hell they got in Georgia, bro? What the hell? Like that. That was that was infuriating. And they called Dante Fleming Eric Gare on the kickoff return. I'm like, bro. Like, what the? Like, they, they, <laughs> I heard that. They, they didn't stop. They didn't stop drinking like an hour before the game. They were drunk during the game. Like they were well, drunk in the game. I'm I'm convinced that off of um, PI on Jefferson offensive pass interference. They were like, oh, clear pass interference. I'm like, bro, Terry, he was swatting Terry, the guy off of him. How Terry, what did you think about that OPI? Tell me about it. I, so, so I didn't see the uh, at the time, but I just thought like, oh man, he just got got. I honestly didn't see the replay, but I just went on Twitter. Everybody was saying there was not OPI, and I was like, "Man, we're about to get screwed out of this game." You like, know, you know how it is. If you have a yeah. certain crew or you have a certain situation, you know immediately. Oh, all right, it's gonna be one of them nights. We're we're about to get screwed out of here. Like we dude, are not winning. The they are gonna named, screw us out of the game. The dude yeah. named Marshall is the white hat for Marshall. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> but, and, and one last one last thing I'll say is like, yo, man, um, we need to take after lighting delay. We need to take the name, the brand, Thundering Herd from Marshall. We are now the Thundering Cajuns. They're just the herd. Like they they they're, they're no longer the Thundering Herd. Like we are, we have that brand now because after lighting delay, we are undefeated. So I think that's something that we have to clear up. Maggard needs to get on the phone with somebody and just take that from them because they don't own it anymore. We that's ours. Brand domination. I like it, T. Hey, man, thanks for listening again. Appreciate you You're, you following us and the support and everything. Uh, hey, hey, thank you, Ali. I got to say this. Jacob remember, reminded me of something. That that P.I. on Trey Amos. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, no. Oh, my God. Was that? Uh, oh, shit. That was worse uh, than the OPI. Was, I mean, the ball, the ball was like 20 feet over his head. Okay. He stopped yeah, on the was, route. He stopped the on the route part. and threw a flag. Cheerleader yeah. got stuck in the neck. Damn, man. But thank y'all for having me, bro. Y'all awesome. Have a great night, man. All right, TB, good, man. It's been uh, – damn, I love winning. I love to win, and I love to beat people who think they're going to beat us. And, they, you know, there's so many people – in. listen, I'm just going to be real real quick because we've been – it's late. We've had a couple of beers. I'm just going to be real. So many people want to jump off this bandwagon. So many people want to point at Dez. So many people want to say we made the wrong hire. So many people want to say, oh, we USL did. We're going back to the old days. No, we didn't. And no, we're not. Come up, whatever, whatever you want to say, we, we're not. None of that shit happened. It's a transitional situation. Nobody wanted to understand the full gambit of what was going on here. We had to hire a coach. There was no guarantee, regardless of who got the job, of success. Nobody.
But if you read the ESPN article, you talk to Maggard, you talk to people within the university, and you kind of just sit around and talk to regular fans. There's some trepidation. I understand. But there would have been trepidation if you hired Dan Lanning, who went to Oregon and got his doors blown off against Oregon in the first game of the season. You all would have lost your minds. There would have been trepidation if we would have hired the guy, the, the linebacker coach from Alabama that we, we interviewed that nobody knows. You'd have said, who is this guy? He's an unproven guy. There would have been trepidation if we hired Coach O, which I've heard. Hey, let's get Coach O in here. That would have been a disaster. We hired the guy that can take us to success and not jump ship. If it works, nay, when it works, it's going to be a, a genius hire by Maggard, by Maggard, but he's not going to leave us. And regardless of all that stuff, Mike has been working on this for eight years. It ain't Mike. Mike is in a very, it's, in a, it's a sensitive situation here. He's lost a ton. He walked into a situation where the NIL situ, uh, uh, deals or all this craziness, I mean, it rose to a level that we've never seen before. The portal has never been as active as it's been in the last two years. Mike took a job that is not a traditional, uh, yes, I'll be the coach of this team. He's dealing with a ton. Stay on the wagon. Support the guy. Let's see what he can do. We just went on the, on the road to Marshall with our backup quarterback and, and dominated them. That's something and again, to me. Josh, let's think about the fact that I've been and and I know a lot of fans have looked at App State as who we want to be. We want to emulate their success. We want to be who they are. And their their whole structure and philosophy is hiring from within. Now, they're taking a step back this year. Yes, they are. But that's been what made them so successful. They hire from within. They don't go out and try to get a flashy hire. They try to help hire a guy that knows the culture, that knows the area, that knows the people, that is one of them. And they've been so successful for so long for doing that. And I get it. We took a step back the first couple games of the season. And you know what? We may drop a couple games a season going forward that we don't expect to drop. But the point is, like you said, if and when, which I believe when, this thing gets on track, which I think we're on that direction right now. Des is here to stay. Des ain't going anywhere. Des ain't, you ain't going to flash a $12 million check at Des and say, go. I would go, but I don't think Des will go. I think this is Des's program. So when this is successful, I think, like you said, he's here to stay. And that's damn exciting. This ain't a stepping stone for him. This is home for him. This is, he's the robe to the football team. He's the guy that's coming in and saying, this is mine. You ain't taking it from me. That's exciting. If Dez wins here, we win for an extended period. If yeah. Dez can win here, this is something that, look, I know, I know Saban's been in Alabama for a very long time, but they also like, you know, paid off his house and gave him $12 million a year, whatever it is. This is not that. This is this is small town America, hometown hero, guy that played quarterback, blood, sweat, and tears the whole bit. If he can win here, he's gonna stay here. And if he stays here, he's gonna be able to build a program here. And if he builds a program in South Louisiana, we can compete with anybody. 
not at the Sun Belt. I'm talking about anybody because the talent's here. The facilities will be here, especially once we get our stadium. We can compete with anybody. App State has kind of shown on the East Coast that once they get everybody bought in and have their facilities, they can compete with anybody. We're going to do that in the South. If Maggard's right and Dez can push the right buttons, this is long-term. And look, I'm not saying give him 12 years to figure it out. Like, I'm not saying give him three. I'm just saying right now we got to give him a first head coaching gig. We got a lot of new coaches. We got a lot of new players. Just let's let's pause. Let's give him some time to figure it out. Three years down the road, if, if we're, you know, not winning, I get it. But Kyle said, Des better learn from the mistakes or we'll be regretting what we're saying. I agree. He's got to learn. They all got to learn. We got to give him time. They're learning on the fly. And I think tonight we saw what we expected to see at the beginning of the year. And I think that's maturation, both on the coaching side and on the playing side. Also this, if we're all being honest, and then Jerry, I'll give you the last word before we bounce, but if we're all being honest, and and Nick, I'll go to you and then I'll give Jerry the last. In your view, has Dez learned in six games? Do you feel like Dez has gone from making some elementary mistakes that we all kind of got on him for, and you can watch the, the... Previous editions of Rage and Review, we all kind of said that. But do you feel like there's been some obvious fixes that he's made to this point? I'd like to say yes. <laughs> no. I mean, I, I, I still look, do I think do I think the coaching has gotten better game by game? Yes. Do I think there's room for improvement in every game? Yes. Look, last week we were coaching his we were questioning his decision to call a timeout with 50 seconds seconds left with two timeouts remaining and not run out of the clock. So look, they, he's got some learning to do as do all the coaches. So do I think we're there yet? No, I do not. Do I think tonight is a big step forward? Yes. And do I expect us to continue getting better on, like I said, both the players and the coaches, I think we're going to be a whole different team the last game of the year than we are in the the sixth game of the year. Uh, So I think good things are ahead. But again, he's got a lot to learn. The coaches have a lot to learn. The players still have a lot to learn. Ben, this was his first start. He's got a lot to learn, but it's coming together. That's I think that's what we wanted. It, It didn't come together as quickly as we expected it to. And like you said earlier, we we were kidding ourselves when we thought we wouldn't miss a beat. We were kidding ourselves. We knew we would deep inside, but we were we were like, oh, we, we got this winning streak, you know, players coming back. Debt, like, but reality has set in. So let's go ahead and reset our expectations for this season and just try to get better every game. And tonight was a big step forward in getting better every game. As was last week. We lost last week, but that was also a big step forward. Jerry, I'll give it, I'll give it to you in just a moment. I will say this. If you're asking me if we are, from a coaching staff standpoint, if we are a more experienced and better team on the sidelines, I'm going to say yes. But the large majority of that opinion is tonight. Were there a lot of mistakes and we have tons of stuff to to improve on? Absolutely. Was I upset about lots of stuff that seemed basic and elementary to me? Yes, absolutely. Can you take this win away from this coaching staff because they had a plan the basic plan, like we talked about, you can't take it away from them. They planned properly for Marshall. That's what, 
That's why my lasting impression of this game is that. And the players went out there and they executed. In my view, for the first time this year, I think at every level we executed. And that is that is very encouraging. But I think that they finally had these guys understanding you've got to execute to win these games. This is important. So that's a big deal. Jerry, final thought on how you feel about the coaching staff progressing as a whole. Well, this is exactly it. It's a work in progress. It's going to take time. You just overtook a program that was basically had to start from scratch. You lost a lot of your key players, not only to the portal, but to graduation. So you had a lot of new personnel come in that had to get experience, such as the quarterbacks and the running backs, the offensive line. You're replacing four starters on the line. Um, and you can definitely see the struggles there. But I think as time goes on, I think the more reps these these players get, the more chances these coaches get to call plays and to coach, I think it's going to get better. That chemistry is starting to kind of mix in. Like Nick said, I thought we showed improvement last week against South Alabama, even though we lost. We could have won the game. but No question. I, st- I think from a fundamental standpoint, I think – tonight was a huge step forward because we saw what this team is capable of. And I think it'll only get better as the season goes on and the more reps that they get again next week, like coach, Hud used to say the next game is the most important game in in the history of, of Louisiana football. You got to play hard next week. You got to win that game next week. You get over 500, you have a chance to make a run. Um, So I'm definitely looking forward to seeing what happens. Um, But it's it's a work in progress. It's definitely a work in progress, and um, yeah, it, it's going to take time. I, I I'm I'm willing to be patient. It's like I told Andre the other night. We've waited long enough for to have this sustain sustainable success. We've dealt with the worst of the worst seasons in the past. A three game losing streak is nothing if you've been a Cajuns fan for a long time. The difference is we have standards now, and I look forward to seeing if we can uphold those standards moving forward. By the way, nice bowl cuts, guys. Sorry, Jerry. We were we were focused on getting our berry haircuts down here. <laughs> no, I berry haircuts. I think well, this per, is pretty good. I need to per James, it out a little bit. Per James, he says, in honor of Dez's first Sunday conference <laughs> real win, I think we should do a new Iberia haircut next to home game. Hey, I was about to All say, we, can we do that as a promo, right? Like get like a new Iberia haircut. <laughs> Dude, that's a great – Somebody call the administration. We got to get this going. At least James is thinking. Any, barbers that wanna, any, any hairstylists <laughs> or barbers that want to volunteer their time will uh, do no Iberia haircuts for, uh, to honor Dez. <laughs> there you go. Hey, it doesn't matter. We came back to win a Sunbelt Conference football game. We're back, baby. We're 3-3. Three and three. We're 500. We're coming home to play Arkansas Dirty State in front of a home crowd. That's what matters. We're back. We're back. We're going to salvage the season. Shout out to Dez. Shout out to Tim. Shout out to a whole shout out to Lamar. Shout out to all the defensive coaching staff that made it happen tonight. Shout out to John Stevens for catching the football. Shout out to, to, to Ben Woolridge. Ben Woolridge just had a game that might save our season, guys. We got to talk about that. Everybody, it's been a long week. We will see you Tuesday-ish of next week probably take a little time off on the weekend everybody get your boy haircuts (laughs) we'll see you on the live broadcast it's been a good time cages are three and three beat marshall the vaunted marshall on the road to be uh one and two in the sun melt 
One and two. Three and three. Y'all have a good night. Thanks for staying up late with us. Razor review. I was turning down the wrong damn. You see, this is how things happen. You're screwing everything up tonight, man. The hey, the Twitter is... thing was not my fault. That's 100% what are you true. Doing? What are you doing? Run with me. 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 Run with me.